0: Hey, y'all. Hey, it's your girl. Joy has questions coming to you once again with another amazing episode in the smooth city of wind. I definitely just want to keep it real. I was kind of bullshitting this week. I could not determine who I wanted to be. My topic for you better know. Like I didn't know if I wanted to deal with like military success or technology, STEM, medical field, whatever. But I then found this stunning picture of this black woman on social media. And I just went down the rabbit hole, just wanted to know as much about her as I could. So I'm going to share that with you now for this week's You Better Know marpesa don who was born january 3rd 1934 better known as gypsy marpesa don menor was an american born french actress of african-american descent as well as a singer and dancer and she's best remembered for her role in the film black orpheus in 1959 now she was born in pittsburgh pennsylvania um, in terms of just looking at her, she was stunning, even from childhood. She worked as a laboratory technician in New York before she went to Europe as a teenager. She started acting in England. So I don't know necessarily. I tried to find like her family background. Um, there really wasn't a lot to pull from. But in terms of what you know, caused her to go to to Europe. It was definitely her trying to, you know, just build her platform to build her notoriety. So she started acting in England and had minor TV roles. And then in 1953, she went to France and she also started singing and dancing in nightclubs. And that's how she met Marcel Camus. So at 24, she was uh, basically cast as your... Now... I'm going to hope I say this correctly. This is also a Greek play. Um, Eurydice in his film Black Orpheus. And it won at the 1959 Cannes Film Festival and at the 1960 Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Film. So she married Marcel Camus, and then they did divorce, and then she married Belgian actor Eric Vander. Um, The reason, though, why I was super aware of this woman and why she looks so familiar to me is because she was always featured in Ebony, which as we know through John H. Johnson was the preeminent black uh, media periodical at the time. Um, She was featured in all of his campaigns. So she was one of Ebony magazine's prettiest cover girls. And she was considered the likes of like Dorothy Dandridge, Halle Berry, Vanessa Williams, and Lena Horne. So when we think about like standard African-American beauty, she definitely was right up in the, the ranks of those women. So she stayed in Europe, worked on French movies as well as television, um, and then she also did a couple more theatrical pieces. And then she was in the 2005 documentary, Vinicius de Moras who wrote the original play from which Black Orpheus was adapted. Um, So she died 42 days apart from the main actor, Breno Mello, from Black Orpheus. And it was both according to heart attacks. But when I tell you this was a black woman who never shied away from her blackness, never tried to pull from the I'm Capical Asian, I am Filipino, but equally spoke to both sides of her. And recognized that the world was looking at her as a black woman. So she wanted to hold herself to that same standard of excellence. Um, she definitely was one of the most beautiful women I have ever seen. Um, and she died in Paris leaving five children and four grandchildren. So was she one that was like, oh, had this crazy deep legacy and accolade after accolade? No, but she was a woman that definitely held her own in the time when the world says that black people do not amount to much. So definitely shout out to Ancestor Marpessa Don. I hope you are stomping blood out of somebody's heavenly catwalk. And now I am happy to turn to my amazing guest for today. Oh, man. well y'all can clearly see how this show about to go (laughs) hello everybody once again it's your girl joy has questions coming to you live from the city of wind good old chicago illinois i am super happy to have um someone who i consider you know i'm just waiting to make enough money where i can actually afford to keep her on retainer uh right now it's it's more so just let me Hit her with random legal advice on <laughs> on Messenger and Skype. <laughs> like I just cannot. like, hey girl, quick question. Um, legal Zoom, what do <laughs> <are> you think? <laughs> like, okay. Um But aside from just being one of my favorite lawyers ever, Aww. Aww. um, she also is the founder of this bomb network known as the Jupiter Network. I'm not going to let, you know, or rather, I am not going to tell her story. I'm going to let her do it herself. Oh, but one of my faves is here today. Tiffany Anya How Yay. are you, love? I'm good, girl. See? Good. And you were nervous. I, is- I'm still
1: mad nervous. I'm oh. still mad nervous. This but- is a
0: normal, like truly just take out the microphones and imagine us talking about all the trashy people we know. True. Like, it's, <laughs> I it's don't a-
1: talk about trashy people I know.
0: I'm
1: just kidding.
0: Yes, we do. <laughs> I was legit like, we do. <laughs> like, yeah, disclaimer. Yeah. No, no. Um, Joy has questions, does not represent right. all. <laughs> like, right, this is not legal advice. Right, the, hold up, that soft-ass <laughs> voice that come in. Um, we would like to take the time to point out. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: Okay. Um, um, but, love. how are
1: you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, Yay. man. I'm working really hard. Um
0: Looking fly as usual. Got your cash tees on.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Working really hard. You know me. I do a lot. You do? Just trying to get everything together. Yeah, for real. Scratching and surviving. Everybody is out here scratching and surviving. Just because I'm a lawyer does not mean I'm not out here scratching and surviving. Girl. I'm just trying to.
0: This is not LA law. Okay, It's
1: (laughs) it's more like night court. Like...
0: (laughs) (laughs) On you know that note, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to start with somebody who might have to attend night court, Cardi B. So, <laughs> oh, one yeah, of my favorite, my favorite pop problematic faves, um, Cardi was last on the scene. Well, the girl to me knows how to be equally petty. Yeah, which, yeah, yeah. take it for what you want, can be a great thing, it could be a bad thing. But what I was cracking up. How do you feel about her doing this song with Meek Mills? Now, yes. I don't know what the song is. I don't know right. whose album it's for. This could be for a follow-up to Cardi's debut, whatever. But how do you feel just in the sense of seeing that all on the blogs, all on the right. internet?
1: So I have a quick question. Sure. So, um, is like a snippet of the song out yet?
0: Yeah. It was like a snippet. You see them in the studio recording together so it's like you see meek mills these random shots of of Mm -hmm. ice and by that i mean frozen water like he's drinking something then you also (laughs) see his watch then you see like him sitting there as cardi spits out her verse
1: okay so okay um you know it's a little move like on meek's part like it's a little move. You it definitely it's, it's a, little a line in the sand. <laughs> it's a little move. You know, and we also have to take it man, like, marketing is king. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's truly king. Like, I really want, let me say that I love Cardi B. Like, I love Cardi B. I think she's like the American dream turned in on his head. You know what I mean? Like, I think she's like the embodiment on each spectrum of what the American dreamship can be from... You know, I don't even like to say his name, but 45, 45. <laughs> you know, from someone who has used, you know, very American tactics to gain his wealth. Very American based tactics. Me and my
0: cousin was watching Reverse and Row this morning. I was uh-huh. like, what Handmaid's Tale bullshit is this? Like- hey man,
1: my sister loves that show, Handmaid's Tale. And she was just telling me, cause I don't watch, I don't watch much TV. I'm more like a, like a music junkie, but like, mm-hmm. um, She was telling me like how realistic like it is and how close we are to like being in that world. I was like, man, I need to watch that.
0: You know, all the stuff that I remembered reading in high school and just being like, who were these weird white people? Like (laughs) it It really has come to fruition. Like, if anyone has ever read George Orwell's nineteen eighty four, is it nineteen eighty four or nineteen eighty five? Yeah, nineteen eighty four. Um yeah, I just then you also that. got Ray yeah. Bradbury's uh Fahrenheit 451.
1: Yeah, that I need to reread. Yeah, yeah. Bomb.
0: Yeah. And then you also now got The Handmaid's Tale. Like all of these books, when you think about it, talk about like this dystopian America or you know, just society. It's kinda like we're already here though. We are here. It's yeah. it's so crazy how we are here i don't even know if we are at the point where we can kind of reclaim the power we need to actually make a difference again and that's even something that you know we were going to be touching on in terms of voter suppression and everything Mm -hmm. that's going on with gearing up for this november 6th midterm election yeah um but no when i looked at the whole cardi b meek mills thing i just looked at it as it clearly is a line in the sand that his loyalty he doesn't have like this this It's not to me a matter of being disloyal, but... Mm -hmm. He doesn't have the Nicki Minaj brand of loyalty, which is, oh, no, you can't like the color <laughs> she know. wear, You can't like her sewing. You can't like her leave mm-hmm. out nothing. Mm-hmm. So it definitely is one of those where I feel he's just like, girl, you don't get the fuck out of my face. Like, I right. am wrong. Right. I'm doing what I want to do. And the fact that cannot be denied when it comes in terms of passing of the ships, Cardi is considered new. He
1: yeah. New yeah. Girl. Of course. Of course. Of course. And she's, you know. I mean, in this culture of like consumerism and like hyper consumerism, you're going to see artists like breaking records like never before. You and know what I mean? In short shelf life. In short like, and short shelf life, doing a lot in a little bit of time. The
0: fact that Nicki Minaj has such an unparalleled um, rap is is brain, crazy. I mean, because even think about it, like you can even go back to hip hop standards with like Queen Latifah and MC Light. Ly- like right. it was still multiple rap you know women in the game who was well, like when Nicki Minaj was doing monster and all those features when she first came out in itty bitty piggy like yeah and I go crazy you remember that? yeah, yeah. yeah right. Yeah, like yeah. kill the DJ like who who is she going up against nobody nobody like I didn't even know how they had her category sometimes they was finding anybody just to like yeah. have someone stack up
1: there You know, one thing that I did appreciate, I'm not, um, let me preface this by saying that I'm not the biggest rap fan on earth like i'm that black girl who like you're gonna see at like a bad boy concert and a weezer concert like that's you know i love them, I but that cover of <laughs> right. africa
0: made me feel away but i still mm-hmm. love weezer I,
1: yeah i love weezer i have not listened to it in full but i they try can well. let me tell you
0: something them white boys can harmonize their eyes oh yeah it is not it was just
1: like rivers what the yeah. hell are
0: y'all singing about like it was like one of those Sis, yeah, it's, what? it's a
1: it's a cover by a band named toto
0: right My but right like Rain's mm-hmm.
1: like i totally 80s jam yeah it's
0: 80s jam so much so i even put that on my website like yes i had my guilty pleasures i love 80s rock music <laughs> yeah like,
1: me too me too me too tears for fears yeah 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 ha <laughs> uh, 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 yeah of course of course uh-huh. uh, everyone
0: wants to rule the world uh, yeah do, do, yeah, yeah, yeah
1: uh-huh. i like- <laughs> got the Arrhythmics, berlin okay um, don't even yeah. uh,
0: orchestral music uh touch you one
1: Oh, yeah, like, Kajagoogoo, like, all types of, yeah. But I'm that kind of girl, you know? Right. So, but I will say what I appreciate about, what I appreciated about Nicki Minaj's career, not that it's over, but, you know, about the earliest parts of her career was that she was one of the first... Female rap art. Well, I really can't say that because you have Queen Latifah who did everything. But as far as the charts, able to cross over into pop with songs like Starships, you know, and really like cross over into broader genres. I did appreciate that about her career. I think maybe a reason why she was able to do that is because there was really nobody in her She also lane. had
0: co-signings from who was considered, at. I mean, still are considered. Well, yeah, because... They were teenagers, and now they're millennial, yeah. adults like us. But like case in point, her career shifted when Taylor Swift and Selena Gomez, oh yeah, was that's singing right. Super Bass. That's oh, what yeah. put her into the white catastrophe, cat- Put her into the white uh, orbit because. There's no way that she would have had to have been, you know, that she could have been slumber party Nikki and would have crossed over as soon as she did. Oh, like, yeah.
1: Slumber party Nikki. Exactly.
0: Like, her, her getting that co-sign. And because think about it, Super Race came out first, then she started that formula of let me make sure I have just as yeah. much pop shit. And I, do I my do. Ra- and even more pop shit than her ratchet shit because yeah, then yeah. she came out with Starships and yeah. I will always maintain the songs are trash. No, I-
1: they're trash. Yeah, no, they're trash. <laughs> i trash. couldn't get but into them. a lot of r&b artists during that time had that had that moment usher had that moment where like dj is, is what baby tonight remember he had that little moment where he DJ he's and then without talk you about him too. you know him and then chris brown had that moment with uh chris
0: brown can though because that boy yeah. is now he
1: no yeah
0: aside from the epic you hey, know man. chris brown moment, is talented
1: man he's a goat i'm sorry
0: I I just you got to give credit as problematic as that boy is. He's if we are wanting to talk about who had the the Michael touch or yeah, the yeah, he yeah. is the MJ of our generation. Yeah. yeah. And for people that are like I've even had people that were just like, "Well, how can you say that that you know, he what he did to Rihanna? I am not excusing. I am I am not the bitch that is for domestic violence at all. I am all right, not right, that, right, right. endorsing that." But let's also remember And while Michael Jackson holds like 836 awards in his lifetime and all these records, he also was pledged, whether you fall into the category of believing it or not, with pedophile child molestation rumors, the majority of his career. So yeah. it's like I, yeah. nobody is still sitting here taking away from his professional, ac- you know, the professional right. accolades. It purely right. is a statement. When it comes to the job industry that these Negroes were in,
1: <laughs> the one that again. was right.
0: next in line for Michael's crown
1: was, was Chris, Chris Brown. Brown.
0: It is what it is.
1: You do, cannot. you do you think you can make the same comparison with an usher who came like before Chris Brown?
0: I think the thing with Usher was like, Confessions definitely
1: had crossover appeal. Boy, it was a a man bop from beginning to end. Let me tell you something. The
0: intro to Superstar. Sometimes I would play more than I would
1: This is for you.
0: No matter where I go, I'm gonna keep on looking back to you, babe. Just know that you're mine. Okay, like you better hit that. You gotta hit the. the
1: (laughs) Are you there? (laughs)
0: like, yes. <laughs> like, he came through the TR Railway, But I was like, oh no, you didn't do that to Chili. But no, um, Usher, I don't, I don't know. It was like a genocide qua moment. Like Usher had the formula, but it just to me never. It never translated to that type so that, of it, okay. appeal. He, he did the you. movies. He did she's all that. He shot
1: sure one. He the DJ in that. Yeah,
0: he was also what was the movie where he was um somehow caught up with the mob and fell in love with the daughter. Like he
1: had crossover movies. Does <laughs> not say Carmen? No, I'm just playing. That Girl, on. that's not high <laughs> for
0: and Beyonce's no acting so. Oh, um, she is horrible. Can I have a gin. No, no. No, <laughs> no she was like, "Pack your pack your prophylaxis if you need it and get the hell out of my house." Yeah, I'm was, like, just, yes, girl. That's exactly what you said to Jay-Z. Just a quick just caveat. Like
1: I just thought about this song the other day and it really gave me joy. You remember get on the bus? With yes. that child. Yes, but Didn't that it- was Get on the what? I got I no time talking all that done. junk. Also, that's a quick. I just had to think about that. Girl, thing. that's my Throw theme back. song
0: for today. Like, oh.
1: no, no.
0: <laughs> <laughs> get on the metro. Not get on the metro. No, <laughs> um, no. I just. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. Uh-uh. Um, no. So, aside from that, and let's actually talk about that because. I find it interesting, like, Beyonce and Usher are definitely contemporaries. Like, they truly grew up in the same era truly. of 90s pop stars, and then one just turned into this superstar, and Usher is...
1: He's a legend in this. own way. No,
0: let's be real. He definitely is a legend, but I feel like he is not giving himself... The permission to grow, even though, like, he tried with his albums after his divorce and everything. Like, I'm sorry, Moving Mountains, that song was
1: crap. Oh, the albums had appetite. Like, no,
0: fight that appetite. Like, it was garbage. And I was sitting there, like, who is picking these beats in the studio? Like, what happened to your (laughs) ear? That being said, he (laughs) dropped a new album this week.
1: I hear with Zaytoven.
0: With Zaytoven. Now I have not listened to it. What I have been watching is everyone's reaction to it. So on the like standardized, classically, you know, the classic, um, I guess you would call them critics, if you will, they're all clowning the album. But the streets apparently love it. Mm. They were just like, no, this album, okay, Usher, like this might be your vein. I mean, Usher's 40. That means nothing. He still could, like, put out a good body of work. But sometimes I find, like, when I have looked at his career, he has wanted to stay in sexy Usher land. And I'm just like, there's no problem with moving into Craig David territory.
1: Like, Ooh. you can Ooh, Craig. He, got a, heartline. Heartline. he, he Craig got a song called Heartline. Craig David. Got a, everything is a heartline. Right. Monday. Okay. Took a for a drink on a Tuesday. Tuesday.
0: We were doing and what by Wednesday? Wednesday, and we then
1: like love Wednesday No, no, for Wednesday. the whole week
0: Sunday. we chilled on Sunday.
1: Okay, <laughs> I met this girl on Monday. The
0: real version of that song should have been: I paid for her sewing to get tra- <laughs> <laughs> tightened on Sunday. That's that's the uncut version of the song. Like, I paid
1: for her sewing on Tuesday. Damn,
0: <laughs> I <laughs> it's by bad. Sunday I got my tracks tightened. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, that's the real okay, version. Like, girl, what
1: Get my tray signed, girl. Like, is that credit? not
0: the best conversation for what? girls? You're like, what you guys do? Come on, girl, get this hair redone. Girl Hello. Gets, right. like,
1: girl, I'm going to be looking right for work next week. I ain't even going to know who I am. Okay. <laughs> Come into work like, oh, what a beautiful morning. Okay. You know, all your white I, love like, I love the hair. I love the hair. Like,
0: girl, what happened to you? Nothing. Your yeah, hair grows
1: really fast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I to keep all those conversations. I have immediately, like, just like, it's a wig.
1: Like, yeah. I feel like your hair looks gorgeous. Like, thank you. Like, but
0: no, I do it just because like it has nothing to do with self worth or embrace your natural curl. I love my curls. It has right, everything right. to do with the fact if I can shave twenty to twenty five minutes off of my yeah, get yeah. ready time, that's what the fuck I'm about to do. And you
1: know what? Like I'm natural. I mean, I don't have hair, you know. We are so I,
0: not on track. But that's fine. We're talking. Like, I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> but I just, you know, I as and I've been natural since 2010, I oh, occasionally wear, a, a, I occasionally wear a wig, but you know, I usually, it's just like me and my fade. but I don't like the natural girls that are like, if you get perms, you don't love yourself. you have to understand, perms were made in a time where it was hard to take care of your hair, there were no products out here for your hair, you're coming out of an era where... You don't have time, agency, or money to care for your hair. Exactly. So a black woman came up with a patented formula to make it easier. Now manageable. We, and manageable. Now, we found out in later times that it may not be the healthiest alternative for your hair, but there are ways for you to work with a stylist and have your hair relaxed and still have a, a healthy head of hair. It is possible. It takes a lot. Of, it's possible. You can be natural if your hair be dry and broke off. And you looking Mary like, Mitchell. who did it and why? Um,
0: that <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't like that woman. The no, views I, express here on <laughs>
0: <laughs> I said what I said. Sitting there coming after all the millennials actually doing something. Anyhow. No, I completely agree. I can't deal with the natural uh, ganger bangers. <laughs> or the ones that want to sit there and be like, oh, you know. Shit. What do you mean you don't make your own chia seed hair pudding? (laughs) Hilarious. (laughs) That was the sound of me giving myself a concussion. Thank you to all my listeners. Um, (laughs) No, so we totally went on. But yes, long story short, I personally know that this totally is going to get on Nicki Minaj. Now she already probably didn't send the, This is what we doing. Cease and desist. You have no loyalty after all that I
1: did for you. Cease and desist. Like really, Meek. Like really, my lawyers right now.
0: (laughs) She gonna be on Queen Radio to freedom. Like, oh, I hate that one. She getting on my nerve. I can't. (sighs) But moving right along into. November 6th is fast approaching and fast. baby when i tell you fast, people fast. are on the biggest bullshit in the world trying to stop this this progress from happening um i don't even i'll just start with north dakota and work my way back east to So George, right, right, right to right. georgia and florida
1: yeah so
0: in north dakota
1: mm-hmm.
0: north dakota has a thing and i was bringing this up in terms of like The importance when it comes to truly knowing who you're voting for. True, I don't care for the president elections anymore because yes, okay, obviously you want the figurehead to be someone who got common sense and your local government, right? Exactly, but I'm like, if you don't know who your appellate judges are, the district, like these are the need, like the motherfuckers that are making. (laughs) The critical decisions that will jack us up for generations. And I, you know, the Supreme Court justice, these are also appointments. And I'm like, once they get them, they got them. like, this ain't no, oh, sis, well, I'm tired. So I'll just give to somebody else for the weekend. That is not how that works. So at the end of the day, I was reading. And also, this was a thing for me. I know black people get very swept up in like, going out to vote we also need to consider other marginalized people of color and what i mean by that is truly our native brothers and sisters no one ever involves native americans or indigenous people in this country in the conversation
1: yes very true
0: so what i have found out is that and this i'll be honest i didn't even realize the laws in place or how that works because i'm like it's kind of like you have your own laws and jurisdictions as you're in somebody else's country. So it's like this delicate balance that has basically been frayed for many a time. Um, So the thing is, apparently, if you are a Native person in North Dakota, you are given a P.O. box. Right. There is also a simultaneous law in North Dakota that in order to vote, you You need need to have a mailing address. Mm -hmm. And a P.O. box
1: is not Right, a P.O.
0: box is not considered that. So it's just like, whatever the population is then that's trying to vote they are now struck from that.
1: Right. And then, you know, this was a um from what I understand it's a it's a a recent change. I believe I believe that the population was able to vote before with the certain pieces of of identification that they have, but in this very recent change that that type of identification will no longer be valid. So, what the <clears throat> North Dakota court did what the Supreme Court did was um they said that you can call what the nine one one commissioner who will give you an address, you'll describe the property to the best of your ability, they'll give you an address, and then you'll be able to vote, they'll give you a letter or something like that, and then they'll you'll be able to vote that way. Um, but of course with what is this two weeks out Two and a half, i don't know two weeks out
0: and the influx of people and that the are influx of people calling, that are doing
1: it i mean come on now you're already probably overburdened with your everyday responsibilities As it because is, because
0: we all know there's nothing more antiquated than the government right like these clowns are still working on paper don't even give me dorothy brown too is on my list <laughs> like when i tell the you the
1: expressions i swear, no i'm just kidding
0: are mine <laughs> Armand, I don't like her. Remember the episode of the Boondocks where Jennifer Lewis played the the lady with the perm hustle? That is Dorothy Brown. Like, that is literally her. She is... (laughs) That is literally her. Got the nerd to sit... (laughs) <laughs> talking He's about so north, dakota, north dakota north dakota the state north of north south dakota, dakota. <laughs> um oh, man. yeah so it's just like you see that being put into play you Word. also see the situation that's happening in georgia and, and this is <laughs> when i tell oh, you the exact match law yeah not only is that okay so explain this exact match is that <laughs> where you have to vote from the previous election Or because that's what I did, but I didn't know. I don't even know what you're talking about.
1: I did research on something else. So, from what I understand, that's like the qualifying. (laughs) Like, from what I understand, um, the exact match law is that the the information that is on your ID needs to match the information that is either from the Social Security Administration or from another place. Right. Um, two places I'm, I'm blanking on the second place But I know the first place Or one of the places Is definitely the Social Security Administration And If you If the information Does not match For some reason Then you get put On a pending list mm-hmm. And then you have 26 months To figure out The discrepancies And fix them um, Or else you get Disqualified from voting and this is a little Different from the Florida law Because Um with the georgia law they don't the georgia law just kicks you out of the voting process the florida law does not um but with georgia um of course i think about 70 percent of the pending applications are in uh african-american neighborhoods are in black exactly black voters yeah and so so.
0: the reason why this race is you know so highly being looked at number one georgia is a a, a clear um, Republican state. It has always been a real state. Stacy. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Stacy Abrams is the woman, the black woman who is running. She will be the, no, we're speaking, she will be the first black governor of Georgia.
1: Black I, I believe woman. in the nation. I'm trying to think, like I believe she's going to be the nation's first African American, like black governor. Female governor.
0: Yeah. yeah, I'm like, well, f- I'm pretty sure she. Like is. the T-shirt says, a black woman once said, "Fuck it, I'll do it," because like clearly <laughs> <laughs> everybody else don't know what the fuck is going on. Um, but Brian Kemp is who she's running against. Right. There are over a hundred, and what I was talking about. Now you're talking about exact law. Now I don't know from what I read and the research that I did if they lumped these two issues into the total of a hundred and. Seven plus thousand Georgians who are having voting issues already. But what I saw Uh was the fact that there are actual laws, and this isn't just a Georgia thing, this is also very predominant in a lot of southern states. Hmm, wonder why. Mm -hmm. But there is a thing where if you have not voted in the past election, you are not eligible to vote for this election. Oh, wow. So there's a lot of people who are finding out now that their eligibility is fucked up. Oh, man. And so the total was like a hundred and seven plus thousand people. Now also predominantly African American. So I received even a text message. I don't know, I won't say I to this day do not know how she got my my information, which Mm. also pisses me off because I'm like, what everyone's talking about the fact that people sell your information, the problems that occur. But this woman texted me as a representative for JB Pritzker. Um, governor you are
1: not right, Campaign
0: And I know like I put it on my IG what, what my response was But what I said was First off I don't know how you got my information Secondly I didn't vote for him I voted for Chris Kennedy And Rod Joy And thirdly We need to think about Why is it That when it comes to the power structures That men Or white Cisgendered white men Are willing to throw So much money
1: It's the power. To
0: go through so many unscrupulous tactics to make sure that that power dynamic does not shift. Yes, the power. It's not the money. Because once you get power, you want to maintain it. And you want to keep it. There is no logical reason in the world why a man who is a billionaire take a is going to take a job that pays annually, I think, one hundred and seventy-seven or two hundred seventy-seven thousand dollars. And just so we all know, that is the range of what a governor um, salary is in the United States of America. Now, yes, you get the perks of life insurance or not life insurance, like health care, and just obviously, but like you can
1: get that anyway, just fine. You said I mean, what? he's so re- I mean, he doesn't have to worry Right, but about
0: that's it. what I'm just saying. Like, on top, like, same thing with senators. You can serve one term, and you are, um, you have health insurance for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Like, a term. Like, you can serve a two-year term, and you're covered forever. So, it's like, it's, it's just in general. of And then, when you start going into tears, like, just little things that come out of our taxes that people don't even realize. Like, you do realize that all past living presidents still get Secret Service detail. Mm-hmm. Like, that come out of our checkbook. That ain't coming out they, they salary or, you know, mm-hmm. their reserve money to pay for that. Mm-hmm. And then everyone who's a tribute or associated with that in terms of keeping track of where all the Secret Service men are with all the past presidents who are still alive. Right. So it's just little things like that that we need to consider, sure. as well as the fact of thinking deeper into, like, even watching that reversing row. Mm-hmm. I was scared out my mind. I didn't realize what Trump was talking about, make America great again. That was Ronald Reagan's slogan in 1980. Oh,
1: wow. Man. And we That's all
0: know one. what his raggedy, wrinkly, raisinette ass did to our community. He was also in entertainment, you
1: know. He was on yeah. entertainment before he became president. Which exactly. Is another similarity that they have, yes.
0: But, yeah, so to really consider those power structures it's and like, the fact of why it is so important. I long time ago, learned I don't give a fuck about, like, I care about midterms. Yeah. And even when like I was watching reversing row, mm-hmm. just really going into the details of how like the construct of like what it is that that a lot of times overt racist organizations or individuals will do. Mm-hmm. They will get behind a very polarizing emotional issue and make it a political issue. Mm-hmm. And it, it just it was insane to see. I'm like, this is so not even new game. It's just us not reading the manual. Like, they are spitting. Like, honest to God, they spitting, like, oh, uncle in the club game. They ain't even spitting, like, I'm that hot thought IG or game. Like, I thought. <laughs> they spitting that, oh, hey, baby girl, what should I... And we- ain't nobody looking. Ain't nobody paying attention because we too concerned with
1: bullshit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just sitting there like, you... It's a distraction. I know a lot of... uh I don't don't even like to say the word whole tip because I hate that we use that word for a negative connotation because, you know, it means, you know, peace. Right. But, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of people in that population would be like, it's a distraction. Not everything is a distraction, but a lot of, of rhetoric, especially a lot of it's, it's so crazy. Like when I watch politics now, when I try to, when I try to keep up with the influx of bullshit that's happening um I see a lot of common themes especially nowadays I see you know it's so polarizing like you were saying like I see like those Democrats and uh Kemp with the commercial he's gonna get the she's gonna uh let the illegals come into this country you know what I am mean? saying like there's so many different themes that people use to like polarize us and it's just insane it's like a formula at this point like just talk about immigration or the Democrats, or abortion, or we want our jobs back, and boom, you have a vote. <laughs> it's, it's like it's really wild. Like,
0: One of the funniest wild. memes I saw, even in regards to that whole illogical fear, mm-hmm. right? was this fear of, obviously, like you said, the job. So it was like, yeah, sure. Muhammad, the neurobiologist, wants your job, Steve. That's it. That's it right there. Like It was just like, like- Nasir wants to take, he, the chemist wants to take your job. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. But then on top of it, when I looked at this situation, um, it really just, to me, goes back to the, The same illusion. It's a race, it truly is a race problem. It is. And what it comes down to is, it's a, a, not, I should say this, let me back up. It is not only a race issue, it is a race and elitist issue. A class
1: issue, yeah. A class
0: issue, because the thing is this this world, overtly and covertly, if you are white, if you're a majority, you always, whether you want to accept the the privilege or not, you, sub- you know that you are treated better. You know that you there the are complexion things that for the
1: protection yeah. exactly
0: that will never happen to you because yeah. of it. And so, the fact that the biggest lie in all of this, whether it's Trump or any other politician from past, and especially, I love I love studying the Civil War. Because mm-hmm. I really feel like that's in the, like, when you really saw it like, just come to fruition like on a whole nother level. But the biggest lie was that you can aspire to be as equal as whites as we are. Yeah, The percentage of southern slave or southern plantation owners, just the general white population during pre-Civil War to Civil War areas was always a minority. So how was it that this double minority was able to get poor whites To fight for the Civil War.
1: Right.
0: Making it an issue because the issue was then turned into... We all know the main issue of the Civil War was slavery. You can say states' rights versus... Right, versus federal rights, all that bullshit, all you want to. But it was based around the issue of you motherfuckers thought it was cool to continue to own people like fucking chattel. That is the problem. Right. So it's like...
1: And the, and you know, the economic impact of slavery with new right. inventions. Because once
0: Eli Whitney made the cotton exactly, gin, right, oh, exactly. they were like, oh, bitch, we're not looking back. Like, exactly. our men's juleps will stay chilled. Exactly. These verandas will stay built. And these hoop skirts will stay twirling. Like, we're not going anywhere sis indeed, like indeed. it is keeping we're keeping this and that's the, another thing that even brought up the south had the opportunity before it then became a thing where even if they thought slavery was kind of wrong they were then trapped in the fact of like all of our money comes from this mm-hmm. the north expand it will also the north technically did not have officially slaves so it's just like the north started having all sorts of textiles and, uh, and agriculture as well as as um right steel and iron work production. So when it even came down to it, it was like, well, bitch, we know how to make our shit. All y'all know how to do is ship us cotton. So, (laughs) I mean, when it comes to us and finding new ways to make money, we're good. You don't want fucked up on this one production that you're choosing. right? But that's the same story that has been passed down from generation to generation. Right. I can be anything. Dear Lord, as long as I'm not a nigger. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah so this rich white man who has dodged the draft five times yeah, he sure who is. has made fun of everyone in this country whether it be sex <sighs> assault victims handy able people people of other races
1: disparaging everybody. immigrants Even are sexy right.
0: to people when they're jacked from the Titanic but when it's everybody else they're illegals coming over to rape and pillage yep yep and it makes me think of what Louis Farrakhan said once when he was just like, you're not native anywhere. Like, if we had to flip the question and be like, if you had to go back, which is what you love telling us, where would you go?
1: Right. Don't worry, I'll wait. Right. Because you can't simultaneously, you know, admit that everyone is, has a common ancestor that is from Africa and then simultaneously claim that you are not from Africa. So where are you from, <laughs> you know? And going back to your point, it's very interesting, you know, how the white population is the smallest population on earth. I think they comprise, what, one-ninth of the world's population? Yeah. But they hold over 90% of the world's wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's very interesting to me. I would just love, like, if I could build a time-traveling machine, I would love to go back and be like, man, what happened? Like, just to be a file on the wall for the first person to be like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to dominate the world through political and spiritual conquest. And we're going to go in Africa. And we're going to play like we know magic. And we're going to win their trust. And then we're going to enslave them for hundreds of years. And then we're going to be on top. Like, I want to know the moment in time when like, one white person was like, you know what?
0: Stanley, we- I figured it out. We got it. We got it. Come here. Listen. Stop talking, Chucky. No, okay. Like... So this is what we're going to do. John. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> right. Pocahontas waving and shit. That is not the story. Yet. You know, I have never been able to watch one of my favorite childhood movies after I learned the real story of Pocahontas. Yeah. Man. Just yeah. took my soul. I can't go back. Um, but even when it comes to that, one of my favorite um, scenes, Orlando Jones, the black, the drum, drumline line, uh, mm-hmm. band director. One band, one sound, (laughs) (laughs) but he made the statement. Um, in this show called American Gods, he played it was like this book turned into a TV show, Mm bomb show. Um, but he played Anansi,
1: it's Orlando Jones Mm -hmm. from Mad TV. Okay, even
0: if you don't watch the show, please watch the scene it's a scene where these slaves, or they're technically still thinking like freedmen, so they've been enslaved, but they aren't slaves. They're in the hull of the ship, and Anansi appears, or Orlando Jones, and he like basically tells them the entire story of African-Americans, or just like the African diaspora in America.
1: A hundred years later, you are fucked. A hundred years after that, Fucked. A hundred years after you get free, you still getting fucked out of job and shot at by police. You see what I'm saying? This guy gets it. I like him. He's getting angry. Angry is good. Angry gets shit done you shed tears for kumpe and nancy and here he is telling you you are staring down the barrel of 300 years of subjugation racist bullshit and the thing is you
0: see like by the time he hyped them up in the hull of that ship they had them chains wrapped around their hands like like fight club style. They was like, oh, bitch, open this door Okay. it's not going, it's down going down like this. So you said that from the white perspective, and I think about it from the perspective of like, bitch, where is the magic carpet for me to be like, listen up, niggas. If you do not figure out a way to come up with gunpowder, I'm trying to tell you. And do not let them get off the boat. Fuck that shiny shit they talking about. And it looks like a T and it's a crop. No, sis. You keep it where you're at. You go right the fuck back and you tell Queen Isabella, I couldn't find shit. I'm sorry. (laughs) like
1: I tried. You know what? Um, One thing that I think about in this conversation is Haiti. Uh, and, like, the history of Haiti and how I feel like all African-American people should learn the history of Haiti because it's, what, the only successful slave revolution in the world, um, along with, I guess... She that's signed o- over Well, actually, um, he died in, what, mm-hmm. 1803, and then what is the name of the general that took over after him? Oh, uh, I... There's a general that took after him that actually was responsible for the battle that actually defeated the French army. So Toussaint did a lot of um work in getting us there, but he was not able because to of see his it death. Because he was fruition. jailed, right. Um he wasn't able to see it come to fruition. But um Dessalines, that's the name gotcha. of the of the guy. Um who <clears throat> who eventually won against the French army. But the Uh, the attitude that the Haitians had was that every man was their own revolution. And so the revolution was going to come whether the French wanted it to or not because every man was a revolution within itself. So you could, they got kind of over the fear of death. Like, you know, you cannot kill me because the spirit of revolution is here. So even if you kill my you know, this idea my, does my, not my stop body, with this me. idea does not stop with me. It's in it's birthed in each and every one of us. And so I think as a people, as African Americans, we have to um really I think it's very beneficial for us to study the Haitian people and it's really beneficial for us to learn. Um and it you know the playing field is different so we may not have to think in those um in those exact terms, but just getting to the, fe- to the point where it's like, you know, every man should be a revolution in itself. Every person, every African-American should be trying to learn their history for themselves. Trying to learn how to navigate the system for themselves. Knowing that at the end of the day that, I don't want to say we, but like justice or love or whatever mm-hmm. qualifying term you want to put in there. You know, that will prevail. Through us learning who we are for ourselves, and I think that a key um, component to that is learning the history, especially for successful people who have been oppressed. Because we're not in the conditions of the Haitians, but mentally mm-hmm. there are, you know, jarring similarities. So I think learning about them and learning about their mental state and how they got to the point where they were able to advance against the french army even though they were they didn't have the sophisticated tools and they didn't have the things that the french had i think that's important for us to learn as a people um yeah
0: no you're absolutely right and that's i mean that's the reason why i'm in general i'm just such a big history book mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because there if there's you know we all have these like Societal sayings that like go through The the, you know the generations Or the different decades But it's true there's nothing new under The sun nothing and if we Do not look at history we're doomed to repeat It like I don't think this country understands just how much they meet or how much the United States of America mirrors the Roman Empire hmm like really mirrors the Roman Empire and it's yeah. the fact of like with all the corruption and the self the excess and the yeah. excess and and seeking one's own interest yeah why we're seeing so many issues that are that is happening and like even when I was watching the the I had said this earlier but I just didn't get to finish it because you know we talking talk too much haha but um <laughs> When it came to the reverse in row case and everything, one of the pro-choice, um, I don't want to call it an aficionado, but someone who has been fighting this fight since 1973. I forgot her name. Her, I remember her last name was Roberts. Okay. But she said, she was like, when it comes to the Supreme Court, the only thing you re- need to remember is five. You she just was need like, five, right? it just is just five. five. And she was like, when you see the shift in the Supreme Court... For conservatives, and also fuck Clarence Thomas till the end of time because he stayed doing bullshit. He been voting no for Roe versus Wade since nineteen the nineteen eighties. Yeah, since he got up on that. Exactly. I'm like, just what a waste of fucking skin. Like, you get on my black ass nerve. Like, yeah, he's but fun. and then what really upsets me is to you were the one that took Thurgood Marshall's chair, like. They're good, who did everything for the black community. And here came yo, you know, cooning, grinning, skinning ass. And you were just like, nah, I'm just going to sit here and they, yeah. the Negroes can figure it out. Yeah. I've
1: made it. The only time uh, that I um, have listened to Clarence Thomas and been like, hmm, there's one time. Um True, <laughs> you're looking at me like
0: No no, that's your vein. He's no, no, a judge, and that's where lawyers are sitting no, to no, 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 so no, it made, no, no, it's the judicial. There's one system. time,
1: you know, um, he never really speaks at oral arguments. It's not his thing. He never speaks. No. Um, so he
0: just make fucked up decisions.
1: So there's one time where this lawyer was trying to argue that uh, the burning of a cross was protected constitutional free speech. And for the first time in I don't know, like six, seven years, something like that, Clarence Thomas spoke and I heard the audio and he like like lit into this lawyer like like I was just like, Okay. Well thanks. Clarence that's all right. Well you did okay. The the um very malleable, you know, part of our Our political system is that, you know, we do have checks and balances. We do have triers of fact, which are judges that weigh the, you know, weigh the facts together and they figure out what complies with the law and what doesn't. So, you know, you could take something. That's why, you know, it got to that issue of burning a cross on someone's lawn got to the Supreme Court in the first place Mm -hmm. because, you know, the trial court and the appellate court probably did not agree. So they appealed and went to the Supreme Court. It's like, court. look,
0: sis, somebody step uh, in. We can't get it together. Yeah.
1: Like, <laughs> so I'm not sure what the ruling was on that, but I do remember that Clarence Thomas did um, get in that ass. And I was. Um, you know what I imagined his voice
0: that. to be like? Did you ever see who framed Roger Rabbit?
1: I don't remember that. Damn movie, it. No.
0: Well, long story short, if anyone listening, it's like at the end where the villain goes, "Remember, when I killed your
1: brother," oh my and he's like, his
0: voice is really high pitched and like so scary. Um But no, I know, like we joke a lot, obviously, as a, in our friendship. But that's the one thing I will say: I love always, you know, talking to you about just because there is definitely like that Haitian spirit in the sense of like everybody yeah. has a revolution inside of them, and that's what we need. To really pull from, yeah, I think the biggest thing that is really killing this movement it's it's not the division, it's the complicity, because yeah. it's the large amount, like even when you look at like when Hitler took power, everyone love like especially with France, everyone loves saying like France resisted, no, no, sis, there was a small fraction under Charles de Gaulle who resisted hmm. everybody else was just like well look bitch let's just try and make it through yeah and pick this the stands, lesser or
1: two evil right let's so. figure out what happens
0: when the chips fall where they may right, and i'm like right. and what people need to understand is complicity is an answer Right. complicity is and typically it's an answer to say that like
1: silence is acquiescence
0: oh definitely yeah. so it's just like you i always say the silence is indeed a conversation like oh
1: yeah even in relationships, like, if I'm
0: not Please, talking Please, let's you. not. No, not on that <laughs> note. So, <laughs> thank you um, for the pop culture segment known as, <laughs> so, according to IG, because I've had uh, a little bit of malt in me. <laughs> not a little bit of malt. Don't, and I'm not talking about Ovaltine. Like, don't make me sit here and go all the way off on these men. Well, I do not know what you all will be drinking come cupping season 2019 that is currently upon us, but for those long, lonely winter nights where he lied and said he was coming over and he did not, make sure that you have Cavassier VSOP to ease the pain. It kept us posted in the summertime and it'll definitely be here for the wintertime with that smooth, velvety taste that we all love. So make sure whatever you are drinking that it is Cavassier VSOP. And now back to Joy Has Questions. So, um, (laughs) (laughs) moving right into my favorite part. So, according to IG, I have my love here. Um, And we also had a really great moment. You actually serve as a milestone for me. I had my first live show ever at your hey, space brunch yeah when i tell you girl the paperwork for that copyright better be in play because that idea is fucking genius <laughs> thank you it was so much fun <laughs> the food was bomb as hell thank and you. what i also loved tiffany okay y'all so tiffany just had one mandate at the space brunch because <laughs> her brother-in-law is this bomb ass master chef contestant um i'll let her talk about her fly-ass family but the point is <laughs> The point is, she was like, I just had one rule, y'all. We're a little bit low on the lamb chop kebabs. Don't be over here taking six. And people respected it. They did. We really did. Because I was like, okay, fine. I will take one at a time. And And by the time I left, I'm like, so I'm taking two at a time. But that was when I knew everyone had had one. So I didn't feel bad at all.
1: Them bitches
0: was fine. They were delicious. Yes.
1: I'm so so happy.
0: When it comes to, like, you have, I know, like, we make the joke, like, oh, people have day jobs. Like, no, bitch, you have a day job. You are a a lawyer. So, and then also, I know, like, as millennials in general with our side hustle, we're very sensitive to keep, like, church and state separate so that it's not a conflict. Yeah. But truly, like, that must. How delicate of a balance is that for you? Just seeing the fact of like y- you have a job in which it requires you to be sworn in. Like this is this is the summer day. Just go, okay, girl. You could do nails now. Like no. Yeah. <laughs> like, how does that
1: work? You know, um, it is a delicate balance, especially doing what I do for my nine to five. Um, you know, it's it's very like you know even being here. Like it's like you know. You have to teeter on a line of like, what... Do you say that's too much to say? Can you express your opinion on this certain political figure, or this certain celebrity? Is this going to bite you in the ass for 10 year in 10 years, if you ever decide, you know what, I'm going to be a senator. You know what I mean? Like, you know what, Thank guys?
0: God I stay in a trashy media realm. Ain't nobody about to. So when you made uh, out at Grits and Biscuits, aw, uh, would man. you like to explain? No, I would not. All right.
1: Like, <laughs> (laughs) So, you know, it is a delicate balance, but you know, I've always tried to be, um, and you know, you've known me for a long time, Joyce, you know this. I always have tried to be as genuine of a human being Mm -hmm. as I can and as authentic as I can, no matter what I do. Um, I think that lawyers get a, get a rep and I think a deserve rep for being kind of like, Hmm, I'm a lawyer and there's nothing you can say to me. Pass me my tea. You know what right. I mean? Like, and so I try Excuse to kind of. me. I know. Right. I ex- know my rights. Excuse oh, me. shut up, bitch. You know, fine. We right. know. Right. Right. Exa- right. So, you know, I really try to um, just be myself. I'm not, you know, the typical, like, oh, oh, I'm a lawyer. Must run to court and ignore all of you like you know <laughs> I'm not I'm not like that at all so I try to keep it as authentic as I can while still you know um uh, protecting my my bag and my check so <laughs>
0: as it is needed to yeah. be like yeah for sure. So in regards to, and this and I know we're definitely going to get into what your side hustle is, and not even side hustle, because I'm at the point that I don't like that term. Like, right, true. It's not a side nothing. It is a dream. It's a passion. It's a goal no, that working. you were trying to fulfill, like that you were putting your blood, sweat, and money into. So yeah, that, that ain't a side nothing. That's an equal mistress. <laughs> right, right. But when it comes down to... Especially the political time that we live in, you being a black lawyer, lawyer, you know, in this city. My God. How Um, do you... Like, what got you into wanting to be in this role? Like, like, what was that passion that when you went into your PWI, you were just like, yep, I want to help us. Like, You know, like, what did that for you?
1: Um... That's funny that you asked that. And you know what? I'm going to be 100% honest. So um, when I went to college, I went to a school called Washington University in St. Louis. Hey. Um, when I got admitted to WashU, which is commonly called, it was the number nine school in the country. Um, So when I went down there, I was like, oh, snap. Like, I'm here. I'm on full tuition. Like, I'm doing my thing, you know. I was also, you know, a little girl from Inglewood who had graduated mm. from high school on 111th and King Drive. So, I came in there with a polo, some K-Swisses, and <laughs> so, you know, remember we had the Aeropostale polo? I was hood, basically.
0: Oh, I couldn't stand how the girls in my school, especially the class of 08, doubled them up. I'm like, so, are you I cutting to, off I circulation? Used
1: I used to double.
0: Oh, okay. What?
1: <laughs> but it's cool, you know, I'm Growth past that. and testimony. I'm past that. I'm past that. But, um... You know, when I first started um school, I was um, a chemistry major and a psych minor, actually. It was my plan to go um, to med school Um, just because that is what had been drilled in my head for, I don't know, God knows how many years. So when I get to college... um I'm taking these classes and I'm doing okay, but I'm not really liking it. You know, I'm like, uh, I need something else. Like, what do I really like to do? And I thought to myself, like, well, I've always been a very good writer and I love to read and research. So I was like, you know, it WashU, you for me. The culture was pretty much either you're gonna be a lawyer, especially if you're black, you're gonna be a lawyer, a doctor, an engineer, you're gonna have go to a very large business firm. Or, mm, I don't know, good luck.
0: <laughs> you know? It's really <laughs> like, interesting, especially when I know, like, the founders of black. Like, how did that, that's a whole other story, but I'm just saying, like, I find that interesting when that's the track that it's like, I guess yeah. the black populace during, you know, your time there was like, look, girl.
1: <laughs> well, you know, well, they, they, like, I know what you're talking about, like, they're in business. Oh, yeah. good point. Yeah. I mean, they, they, it's they still went to a, B school. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they went to B school. So, I mean, you know, business. It's law, still tied in. Yeah. Um, and so I thought to myself, like, man, what can I do to get a bag, you know, Literally. and uh that really fits into my, my skill set. And so I was like, you know what, man, like I'm gonna go to law school, you know? And so junior year of college, I decided to switch my major to international studies with a concentration in Spanish. That's what I graduated with, and uh go to law school. And that's what I um that was my final decision. I was always for us. Like, no matter what I ended up doing, I was always going to be for us Um, just because of all the experiences that I had, you know, growing up, you know, not really being around white people to get to an environment where there's a lot of black people. I mean, a lot of white people and a lot of black people who don't understand where I come from, because even though there were other black people in my undergrad, there were few students who had had an upbringing like me. You know, who was from like literally the middle of Englewood, you know, and had been through specifically the things that I had gone through. Um, I was still, you know, I went from being, you know, the smart kid in class who was, you know, well mannered, like from for a Englewood Roseland, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, exactly. chick, to going to Wash U and being like, oh, she's too loud. And these are black people saying this to me, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, huh? Me? I'm the loud one. I know some math, you know what I'm saying? folk is your kind. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I had to go through that, but that's a little bit off topic, but that's how I decided to 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 practice law. It was really like like, you know, okay, what are my options? Let me weigh my options. Let me see what's up. Let me see what I'm what I'm best at. Let me see how I can monetize what I'm best at. And it was literally like a business decision. Um, and then I got into it learned that I liked it and learned that I could really, really use it to help people, especially our people, um, and as a subsect of our people, the creative industry, you know, um, helping artists of color, you know, legitimize, you know, their businesses. And we can get into that in a little bit. But um yeah, that was that was that was the journey. I hope I explained that well.
0: No, you did definitely. So You clearly graduated, you know, from WashU, you know, graduated from (laughs) WashU, and then you started your professional career. So how did your your passion for your business that you were doing now, which we're about to, you know, pivot and get into, Mm -hmm. was that born out of, like, stress? Was that born out of, like, okay, I need something else? Like, how did that come to be? Because it seemed like you had that answer in terms of, like, yes, I'm going to go through not only get this bag, but also help, you know, marginalized groups.
1: Yeah. You know, um, Jupiter came about because even all throughout law school, I have always done creative work on the side and it's always been centered around one of the things that, um, that's one of my strengths and that is writing. Um, so I've always, no matter what I was doing law school, um, throughout my career, I've always, Um, done bios. I've edited uh, full-length books. I've written um, website copy for a startup. I've um, done various amounts of like technical copywriting. I've consulted with artists about events that they need to put on. I've put, I've partnered with liquor brands to put on events for different artists throughout the Chicago area. So I've always had a hand um in the creative scene and kind of using that part of my brain to kind of make dope experiences for artists. So what I thought about um about maybe 2 years ago was how can I bring these two worlds together? How can I help people through using my law expertise and my creative mind and putting them together to help people. And that's where Jupiter came about, a vehicle where artists can come in and say, I want to talk to somebody about getting um, my corporate structure set up. I need a corporation. I need an LLC. I need to talk to somebody about what that means and how I can do that. And maybe a few months later, oh, I need help like conceptualizing something for an event that I'm trying to do. You know, let me call Jupiter for that. So really what I am doing is creating a web of, um service professionals and creatives and helping them mill together and everybody gets the resources that they need to level up. Yes. That's what I'm that's what I'm that's what I'm about. I'm a connector, I'm an innovator, I can see something in my head and think about who in my network I need to put together to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And so what I'm doing is that I am using that talent and putting it to use on behalf of our community. And so Telling people like, yes, yeah, this like this is a great idea, but maybe you need to talk to somebody if you're selling a certain project or service about creating a company, you know, so that if or somebody, the steps that it takes yeah, to or do the that. steps that it takes or what a business license looks like, you know, I may not know like i'm not I have a tax guy, like I'm not the tax girl, you know what I mm-hmm. mean, but if you need help with your taxes. As an entrepreneur and as an art business, the Jupiter Network has someone that you can talk to, that you can network with, and that you can eventually work with and pay. <laughs> so
0: She knows I hate these alien objects. It sounds like the little aliens from Science. You're hilarious. <laughs> like When they was putting all that poison into people. That's hilarious. And then they, like, <laughs> they simultaneously start... Like, I think they talk to each other. Like,
1: this is starting to creep me out. <laughs> what you doing tonight, iPhone? <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> I'm like, like, where you at, fam? <laughs> you, you good? Doing the right, takeover good? still happening? Right, okay, you
1: good? <laughs> <laughs> Hate them damn things. It's going to be like 8 in here tonight. Okay. They're going have a party. They're going to charge admission. Exactly.
0: I'm going to wake up. It's going to be 6 in front of my door. <laughs> like, what the
1: fuck is this? <laughs> like, You said we was alive. Exactly. (laughs) That's when you
0: close the door and just like kill yourself. I'm I'm not about to
1: fight. It's over for me now. (laughs) Revenge of the body snatchers. I'm good. I'm (laughs) trying to tell you, but um, that's what I'm. That's what I'm doing. I'm I'm creating. And speaking of that, um, I was thinking about what I want to say on this podcast. And one of the things that I wanted to say is that I think as you know, entrepreneurs that have nine to fives who are building these dreams at night and on the weekends and sacrificing time. It's very important for us to be transparent about where we are in our process and what we need. Um, so with that said, if there's anyone in the interwebs that is listening, your shot, Jupiter, right. Jupiter needs someone to handle this social media and Jupiter needs someone that I can sit down with that I can learn more about marketing the ins and outs metrics and how to make this pop. We do really good work. Um, we have, clients we have tangible results but i am at the point as an entrepreneur that i need to build or i am building trying to start um speaking and like active but anyway i am building um a dedicated team who can see this dream out with me you know so if you if anyone in the interrupts are interested in building this team with me tiffany i'm cool um, I'm just kidding. Cool people don't say that. No,
0: anymore. you are definitely. <laughs> you. So, and that's something also that you hit it on the head and something that I, I, I am a stickler for. Yeah, man. Be transparent about where you are in the journey, especially when, especially in this generation, I should say, I should say, yeah, cause these, these the media,
1: these IG, boy, IG gets you man it's wild like
0: there are a lot of broken people ig social media is a cesspool for broken people i'm trying
1: to tell and you and
0: the fact of the matter is authenticity is very rare to find it's even made rare through social media so it's social. there's no shame in letting people know where you are like even like case in point we brought up cardi b as a joke right and like we were keying but that's that's true. She's being very. She's always been very honest. She even said that in the song "Her Best Life." She's like, I've never had a problem showing you the real me. Hair was fucked up. Crib when it's filthy. filthy. Like, <laughs> yes, and that's sure. and that is truly something that is refreshing. It's a breath of fresh air. But that is also what has helped with the brand loyalty because people feel like no matter what, she is going to be true to herself. Now so, you can so, so, like so. it, you cannot like it, You can find it problematic, but she is very honest. Yeah. And who she is And what she represents Yeah very um,
1: That's what I love about her She's mad honest And she works hard Yeah like,
0: and, and that's the thing also When it comes to Just especially business Like I don't have a business podcast This is truly just about Inspiring people to live their best life And do their dreams And you clearly are doing that for yourself yeah. But it's also just based in the fact of There are stages Where you might have to take a step back And be like you know what Have accountability i fucked fuck that up mm-hmm. Or there's nothing wrong with making a mistake as long as you don't make the same mistake.
1: Exactly. And you have to have a teachable spirit. You exactly. Know? And your skin has to be tough out here. Not everything is going to work. Everything that you throw at the fridge is not going to stick. You know what I mean? But it's really just about getting up and trying again, figuring out what What works. is your resiliency? Yeah. 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 What like, is your resiliency? So. Yeah.
0: In terms of, I know, like you said, you're still in the building phase. I think the business model that you have for your company is fucking phenomenal. Oh, Especially, thank you. you're in an amazing city to do that in. Thank you. There are so many artists, like of all walks of life, in yes. the sense of whether you're a fine artist, music talent, um, an actual actor, whatever. So, so the pipeline is there for you to connect with and to offer your resources. For I'm sure. like you about to make money hand over fist how can I be an investor no (laughs) Um, but where or how has this been um something that, or has, I should say, this has been something that's been difficult for you to balance in terms of your personal life or, you Ooh. know, developing that as well? Because it's like, that means you have a highly demanding day job. You got a highly demanding night job. When does Tiffany have time to be like,
1: hey, twerk something? And Tiffany always has time to say, hey, twerk something. Ah! <laughs> Reasons why we're friends. Always. <laughs> uh, no, but no, it is difficult. It is difficult. Um, God has blessed me with a very high energy level. Um, so I... Don't sleep all that much. Um, my day job is demanding, but I'm very blessed that I can leave my work at work. So that's mm-hmm. that's a blessing. If I had to take my work home, it'll probably be a different story as far as building, um, building my dreams out. But God has put me in a very um, great position um, so that I can build, so that I can build. And it is difficult. It is difficult. There is some things that you sacrifice. But fortunately, what I'm trying to do, a lot of times, if you see me out, I'm having fun, but I'm working. True. You know? So that's pretty cool. <laughs> uh- <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so that's pretty cool. But everyone who knows me knows that I work I, I work an intense amount. Oh, like, no, I definitely. Work. Like, you yeah. either are in one, like, I see you going, <laughs> pew.
0: <laughs> like it's never like yeah girl i'm just chilling doing nothing <laughs> no like, oh, never,
1: okay. never 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 um, it needs to be like that sometimes but you know
0: so in terms of of just wrapping up when it comes down to it and obviously like man it's october it's october, like man. it's really about to be um a situation like 2019 is here y'all so i'm already started talking like 2019 is really just, you know, going to be one for the books. I'm already using, like, the lingo. Um, <laughs> where do you see yourself in terms of where you want the Jupiter Network to be, where you want Tiffany to be, where you want your fade to be, your yeah. blue glasses, everything? So where <laughs> do you see yourself going?
1: Man, that's a good question. Um In 2019, I see myself assembled with the team that I need to really take the Jupiter Network to the next level. Um, I see all of us working hard to attain the goals that we'll set together. And just I see myself being just a more unafraid person, unafraid to share my ideas, unafraid to... Be myself. Be unapologetic about being myself. Yeah. You know, in every area of my life, just me being just regular, quirky, old Tiff. You know, and being okay with that, and actually being happy. You know, about that. Um, and I just see myself being more settled as to who I am as a as a human being, as a woman. Um, and as far as Jupiter, like I I see us building. I see us really putting the pieces together, asking every question that we need to build. Um, I just really see us being in such a, a buildable and teachable position, you know, that we can really propel ourselves forward. I'm saying ourselves because I'm imagining a team. Team. Yes. Email me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and definitely send like send where they can reach you as well.
1: All right. So we're on uh, Instagram at Jupiter Network. So Jupiter, the planet, and the network together. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Jupiter Network.
0: Hey. Um, yay. I am so happy you did this. And let me just also say, aside from being a super good girlfriend of mine, Tiffany has been one of, like, the biggest gust of winds under my cell in terms of like geeking me up for Joy has questions. So, like, when I tell you like she listens to my show all the time and I know she's listening because she'll like tell me about the random joke <laughs> I made and I'm like, Okay, you listened to that all the way through. Because I, like, yeah, yeah, that yeah. wasn't just like the general topic yeah, that yeah, I discussed. Yeah. Um, so I definitely love and appreciate you having or coming on the show. Oh, thank
1: you for having me, man. This is awesome. Yay, oh, my see, God. You were I'm so nervous.
0: I was, so, I was still nervous. Oh, girl, bad. <laughs> you did. You didn't crack jokes, had liquor like you. You lit, like. Stop, stop. Um, <laughs> but no, thank you, love. I super
1: appreciate you having of on the show. This is awesome. Yay. Thank you for having me. This is such an honor. Like, Aww. I've been trying to get on Joy has questions, y'all, for like a while. And she like, has. And I'm I just have. Like, why? No, I, because <laughs> it's so awesome. Like, I have seen now. I'm time. I'm an adult on Joy. Oh, shut like, up. <laughs> I've seen Joy grow this from, you know, just, you know. What you had—I remember when you were formulating what Joy has questions was going to be like when you first started—and so to see you, you know what you're doing, Joy. Really, it inspires me and it really teaches me through example the power of consistency. Like literally, the power of—I'm tired, but I'm gonna get up and do this. Uh, and 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 let me tell you something about Joy. Joy applies the principle of consistency to every area in, of your life, and that is. That trait in itself is is propelling you, not going to propel you, but is propelling you to uncharted levels of success because there's nothing more powerful than a consistent, than someone who has learned the art of consistency because it is an art. You have to train your mind to get up and do things that your body does not want to do. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You have to get over that initial, you know, you have to win that fight. And you consistently win that fight. And you've done so if Joy has questions in such a remarkable and impeccable way that I am really, I'm the honored one, like, to be here and to be a part of your. Oh, what? I, I see can't it. Beat you. <laughs> I was in there going, like, what? <laughs> no, I was in there,
0: like, <laughs> uh, Jasmine, so you can cut 47 to like 48. I cannot. What? Yeah, just sitting here sipping juice, talking about some nope, Whatever, uh, no. I'll just like thank you so much. And yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah. You've always been a great example of like making sure your tribe mm-hmm. isn't a bunch of yes men or yes women. Just like people that yeah. will oh, truly you. support you beyond like what it is that you can do or bring to the table or the connections you can provide. But like, fuck with you. you yeah, I will oh, thank you. And also mm-hmm. check you. I Remember <laughs> Tiffany being like, girl, stupid. Like, I'm like what? <laughs> I don't like where your barber puts your hair in your head, but i <laughs> don't like, but you will see me like, but no. <laughs>
1: Like girl, <laughs> hey, like okay, well, that's, we're, we're going heavy hitters today. <laughs> I'm a Sag. I'm a, sag. Sorry. <laughs> I'm a
0: Sagittarius.
1: Okay, no, man. but um,
0: all jokes aside, I am super super thankful you came on the show and yes. all the success. Everyone definitely reach out to her. Thank Jupiter you. Network is bomb. Where she's already working on this. So she like I said, um I had my first live show at the Space Brunch, which yes. was fucking phenomenal. That was definitely our own
1: event. Yes, me yes. to
0: reach out to her because the second one is going to be sold out just like the first one was. Yes. So, and it's going to be even better. Better. Um <laughs> So yes. <laughs> Moving into my motivational moment for the, for the evening or for the day, just I guess like sending everyone some like positive vibes going into the week. And I guess what was on my spirit is you all do realize how amazing mistakes can be. Now, I know that is not something that we look at when it comes to whether it's a business plan that we were trying to do or a relationship we wanted to develop or, you know, fucking up at school, whatever the situation is. But mistakes really are those beautiful, you know, individual markers that if we truly learn from them can be a great, great benefit to us in terms of our overall growth, development, and story. The -hmm. reason why people do not like mistakes it's because it's the accountability that is attached mm. to the mistake. It's not the fact that you fucked up. It's the fact that when you look at the fuck up, you are reminded of at what particular moment. Because, see, we can deny all we want to other people True. or make excuses as to why I fucked him or make excuses as to why <laughs> I, I did it you It know. was
1: my birthday, girl. Right.
0: You know, I mean... <laughs> I was drunk and, and it, it was my I birthday
1: like, anyway. That's uh, and that's Andre like, 3000, right? I was drunk and it was my birthday anyway.
0: And like, girl, first <laughs> off, liquor only exacerbates what you was gonna do anyway. Mm-hmm. So stop, stop putting that card in front of that horse. Like, mm-hmm. let that horse gallop. But, okay. Um, whatever the situation is, when it comes down to it, it's the account. Like I said, it's the accountability because you have to look and you know in your heart of hearts where that moment was that you denied your intuition and did something for whatever you thought the temporary benefit would be mm-hmm. now to that i will say there's nothing wrong with making that mistake as long as you don't make the same mistake again and you truly learn from it i have never been the person and maybe the success people in some aspects of my life but even when i think about it everyone is not a hundred percent like oh i learned from other people's mistakes i don't have to do it as human beings that right. ratio might be different individually but there are certain things that we don't have to try to know that it's bad for us mm-hmm. and that it shouldn't be done. And there are certain things that we still have to make and fall and, and learn that, you know what, next time I'm going to move this way because moving that way didn't benefit me. Mm-hmm. Me, I'm the person. I don't have to try crack rocks to know that it's bad for me. I'm also the person <laughs> that's just like, he keeps throwing. he looked nice in his suit. So have accountability <laughs> to know what your spectrum of fucktivity is. Of fuck-tivity. Um I know that's And right. there's nothing... Like, we're adults. You grown, baby. There's nothing wrong with saying that was a mistake. There's nothing wrong with looking at a business decision and saying, you know what? That wasn't the best move for Ooh. me. But do not allow that mistake to now become your excuse as to why you cannot correct the behavior. Right. Because if you don't do that, then you'll be stuck in a repeat cycle of bullshit that is, pro- that is literally stifling your growth and your progress and you achieving what it is that you're trying to achieve. And Lord mm. knows. I don't like to give nothing to Thomas Edison. He was a fucking thief. Tesla did all the work as well as the contracts that he had for people that worked for his company was bullshit. But one thing I will say that he is known for, when people all the time went to talk shit and be like, oh, well, it took you you know, 2,000 times for you can even make a light bulb turn on. What he said was still iconic and true. I didn't make a mistake. I just found 2,000 ways not to make a light bulb. Mm. And it wasn't like he was making the same mistake every time. He was making different mistakes and then revising and not allowing that to stop him. By the time electricity came into play, he was broke as fuck and literally in so much debt to his father-in-law and to all his other investors. Like It was not looking good, but he kept at it. Now, whether you think his Mm -hmm. methods were scrupulous or not, that's for historians to judge. Me personally, I think they were trash.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and let's not forget Louis Latimer who is uh the creator of the carbon filament. Exactly. And where is
0: his credit? Mm. Where's his credit? We're waiting.
1: Okay. <laughs> 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 but
0: But no, that's just what I really want us to take into mind, especially when like I see so many in my generation that have dreams and aspirations, but you have to put the work ethic and be willing to know that this journey will involve hella mistakes. Man. Whatever you are trying to accomplish, you have got to be willing to accept that and to keep it fucking moving, even if you make that mistake. So I hope everyone has an amazing Monday except Kavanaugh, Kemp and 45, Uh, Especially a big F you to them. Um, I also wanted to really point out, Andrew Gilliam is definitely someone that everyone's looking at to be like the next governor of Florida. Mm -hmm. So that can be a state that turns blue. Clearly we have Stacey Abrams Mm -hmm. um, in Georgia. That can be a state that turns blue. And I know we are filled with this, you know, black magic and I'm all the way here for it. But let's also not forget Ted Cruz i say Beto. Is on the verge of getting the fuck out. Because okay. if there's anybody who reminds me of Barack Obama in terms of how he can galvanize people, Beto. Oh, Rourke, I was like,
1: Beto. That is a bad white man. Like, he
0: got the swag. He got the. I saw him answering questions left, right, and the third. Like, poised, dignified. And then you know he had the cookout yeah. eating somebody weird tips. He's I also fuck,
1: pretty young for a He's he 46. Is.
0: He Mm -hmm. is. He definitely, I can totally see him poised to become president. Mm -hmm. Like, totally see it. But regardless, I'm looking at the situation as I'm more involved in politics than ever before because a lot of the decisions being made by people that are on their way out is what is going to affect me and my generation. And when I look Mm -hmm. at it, millennials have never had a fair shake. And we are just the generation that gets really shitted on. Like, we have never been able to experience, like, The calmness that, like the baby boomers got, the GI bills. Well, those were white baby boomers,
1: but I'm just saying, like
0: the GI bills and oh, the Picket Fence and two kids and we got a labradoodle and oh, life is just and we don't have you know keeping
1: amounts of student loan debt exactly.
0: So when I look at at my interest in politics, it's not because I'm just trying to like randomly spew some facts I found on like some IG page. I am really pouring over this and doing like. Due diligent work. I'm even trying to figure out why when I go to vote, sometimes the ballot for the judge is only one person. I'm like, well, do I leave it blank? Do I fill it in? If I don't
1: want to vote for the right, because they're running uncontested, right? Exactly.
0: I'm like, well, if it's only you, I I still don't know that you did what you were supposed to do. And then what does that mean if don't enough people vote for you? So... Really starting to educate ourselves, guys, is something that, like, it truly is a matter of our life. Or I should say the quality of life that we will be leading in this right. country. Right, right, So, really, let's take this serious. I don't want to hear none of that bullshit. Like, it ain't going to change anything. If it's not changing, it's because you are not stepping up. I can't tell you how many young people I see now that are looking at aldermen, you know, position. I ain't going to lie. I was like, you know what, Pat Dowell, I might come for you one day. It might be what it is. So, um, but yes, everyone have a great week. Yeah. I will holler at you all later on Joy Has Questions. Bye. Bye.